Good morning. You're listening to Drinking Socially, the official untapped podcast. Your weekly look into what's happening in the untapped community and the world of beer. And speaking of the world of beer, today's episode is brought to you by Paps Blue Ribbon Hard Coffee. Now we checked with the legal team and they won't let us call it adult chocolate milk, so we're definitely not calling it adult chocolate milk. More like adult coffee, but really coffee shouldn't be that complicated. Coffee should be hard. It's like it's like the fancy coffee you get at a gas station in the in the glass bottle, but this has booze. Try it. We really think you're going to like it. PBR Hard Coffee is the drink that you didn't know you needed. It tastes way better than it should. Grab some PBR Hard Coffee and find out for yourself. Seriously, it's good. And while you're awake, maybe slightly intoxicated, maybe slightly sprung on the caffeine, either way, do yourself a favor, do us a favor, like, subscribe to this show. Every time you do, I put another vote in the yes column for Harrison trimming his hair into a mullet and wearing aviator shades 24-7 all the time in the movie theater while he's sleeping. It's just give us some because right now that column is incredibly empty. And at one point, I want to help bring you a YouTube video with Harrison in a mullet. So help me change that. And speaking of him, here he is, Harrison. <clears throat> No D-Market minor league baseball announcer has ever gotten the crowd going by yelling, let's get pumped down. (laughs) No, it's pumped up. Same with your overly optimistic work colleague. He never creates awkward water cooler conversation with an unprovoked, so things are really looking down for me. Things are looking (laughs) up, Chad, right? I hope for his sake, his family's sake, dogs ever bark down the wrong tree, and it's probably impossible to chalk something down, although I'm sure I speak for most of us when I say I've certainly cheered someone down before, always by accident. Um, And Disney didn't make a movie called Down, did they? No, they made a movie called Up, and that was right. You did see me probably crying in the first round opening night of that movie. (laughs) No warning at all on that one, Disney. Jeez, what the heck. Anyway, what is... This up obsession we all seem to have as humans. Why is up so good? Is it that the up lobby has more powerful friends and maybe more blackmail than the down lobby? Is it just because up is more fun to say? Frankly, I don't think there is an answer. So instead of Nicholas caging John and I into a national treasure-like scenario to hunt for the truth that only ends up in us making dumb friendships with the funny side characters and beautiful stories we come across, but yields no real answers. Today, we're simply going to make the case for down by drinking one down. Not just anyone, you guess it, the year of the lager continues today, this time with beer-flavored beer, that's right, from Divine Barrel Brewing, as we're going to check off another tick or tick another box or whatever on our hopped down badge, the unofficial badge of the year of the lager. So grab your favorite low ABV beer and turn that frown upside down. That kind of counts. Anyway, John, what am I talking about? Am I too far down a rabbit hole here? 
keep going, man. There's oh, no. there's a lot of downtime <laughs> coming up. No, no, coming nope. down. Yeah. Um, we'll, uh, well done. Well done. No, no, no. no one's ever made a good case for going to, uh, never mind. I'll stop there. Um, so the badge we want to highlight in this episode on untapped is called hopped down. Hmm. And basically when you unlock this badge on untapped, you'll get a little bit of a clue. It says one cannot live on dank hops alone, tone down the bitterness and enjoy some smooth flavor. And, in order to unlock this badge, what they're kind of hinting at is that it's it's related to the IBU measurement in the beer. Yep. So as Harrison alluded to, lagers, great way to casually level up and unlock this badge. And it kind of suits, it is like the, the opposite of Untapped's hopped up badge. Correct. You have to drink a beer that's above 65 IBU. So you're yep. getting into like more of the West Coast more yeah. of the bitter forward beers or even some stouts. Colossal Claude we did on this season. We're hopped up. Claude was Claude had some bitter. And yeah. I guess it like intrinsically an IPA generally should, unless we're talking about New England. And in this case, you could probably earn the hop down badge with some New England IPAs. Yeah, definitely good. Um <laughs> so IBU, as most of you probably know, stands for international bittering units. Uh, or sometimes bitterness units, but it's yeah. basically, it's a fancy term that means, I don't want to say nothing. It's it's a <laughs> fancy measure of how bitter a beer is. Not every beer has its IBU recorded. Certainly not every beer has its IBU listed on untapped. So if you're trying to get this badge, then make sure, even if it says it on the can, check on untapped and make sure there's an IBU rating because it's not legally an obligation for a brewery to display that information. It's almost like, like a guide post, right? If the IBU is low sure. or high, you can know what you're going to expect, but it's also a lot up to your palate. So Very true. there's a little story on hopped down. We're featuring a lager in this episode, and I can't wait to hear Harrison tell me about is the coolest named beer we've had on the show this season. It makes me laugh every time I say it or look at it or read it. Beer flavored beer. It's only a matter of time before this happened. And actually, there are a couple breweries have a beer out there called Beer Flavored Beer, and I think all of them are American lagers. Ours comes from Divine Bell Brewing, though, who are really known for their sours. Um, but they every beer they make is amazing, and this is part yes. of a, a larger series we can kind of talk about in a moment. But Let's start with beer-flavored beer. So it is an American lager, 5% ABV, 20 IBUs. So it's right there at the top of the hop-down kind of criteria, 20 IBUs or less. Rates at 3.65 on untapped. Love seeing those lagers get uh, above 3.5 in untapped. And the notes on this beer, right from the brewery themselves, I chuckled this too. It just says... Please reference the beer name for tasting notes. Beer flavored beer. Boom. So don't need to say a lot. The beer will probably say plenty. It looks beautiful. Oh my gosh, look at that. You can read a book through it. John's holding it up on YouTube yeah. here. So I'm about to crack into mine. But let's, uh, what do you know, John? Have you had a first sip up? It's happening now. All right, good. Look at that head. It looks fantastic. Sounds like a Ooh. beer. Ooh, mm. okay. So 
any of you that have listened to me try and describe a lager have probably heard me say so many times, well, you know, it tastes, it, it tastes like beer should, right? It tastes like a lager. It tastes like a lot of your first beers. It tastes like drinking right. a warm can out of your friend's backpack, trying to pretend that you're drunk. Never mind that. <laughs> Let's rewind. Sometimes it's hard to make a lager distinct because I like by their nature, it's it's non-distinct. It's a really just easygoing beer. But the first thing this hit me with, like nice, fluffy, crisp head. And then as I get into the beer, there's almost like, and I'm waiting on Harrison to help me out, mm. but like, there's like, maybe it's like a nuttiness. Usually mm-hmm. I look for like a, a corn flavor, but I don't mm-hmm. think I'm getting that in this beer. I've only had one sip and this one strikes me as distinct, not mind blowing, right? There's not a bunch of adjuncts in here, but it tastes different than the last 10 lagers I've, I've had for experimental and science purposes. Yep. And that's what we all do. So we're, all we're doing here is science all day long, folks. This is hard. We're in the lab deep in the weeds with the beakers and the the lab rats. We're the lab rats. Um, but yeah, so I'll tell you what, for me, first sips, it's, you know, so it's, it's identifying itself as an American lager on the can. It says American style lager. I don't know if they're having a chuckle or not, because we know we've talked about in the podcast before, you know, if you Kolsch's come from Cologne, if you're not in Cologne brewing them, you probably say you're brewing a Kolsch style beer. Um, but if you're an American brewery brewing an American lager, you probably just say it's an American lager and don't have to say American style lager. But maybe I'm missing a bigger point. Maybe they're having a goof. I love it either way. Um, but all that being said, this to me almost tastes more like a Pilsner, which of course is in the lager family, but it's got that like cracker note. Yes, that I that's love. what it is. The crumbly cracker, the Keebler elves are coming for me. Um, and I, and I welcome them and, and it's not as a lot of American Pilsners are crazy, bitter bleach that we had from threes was ah, not though. That, was, that was so, it was so amazing and how balanced it was. This is similar. It's not quite as crackery and perhaps not as like pronounced on the hot profile as that beer. So in that regard, it's leaning towards maybe just a more classic American lager, but I definitely get like the cracker in the front and then like a little, like like a bitterness hiding in that those cracker crumbs and then it's just right smooth it's as clear as day this is right this is beer flavored beer folks um which i also had a, a laugh about that there are probably people alive today drinking beer whose like first beer was like an ipa which is un- was wow. unheard of forever um, it was, you know, whatever light thing is in your, right, your buddy's parents, you know, f- fridge in the garage that you sneak out as you run to the woods giggling to have five people <laughs> share one beer. Um, so, like, that was most people's experience. But now you could, right, stick it to your dad's fridge and it's another half. It's a tired hands. It's a whatever. Ooh. And it's crazy. And that might be your first beer experience. So perhaps beer flavored beer to you is different than this, but this takes the classic approach I would say, and, and celebrates the lager. Um, this is awesome. This is like, again, it's, we're, we're, we're not something that's crackery and stuff made us sound too exciting, but um, for, year of the lager and being lager fans at heart this is what i was hoping it would be and it's it's delicious 
Yeah, and I I thank you for reminding me that crackery is a flavor mm. profile. It really is. Ooh, it's mm. it, it's kind of the star of this beer. And I guess if I can, it's very good. If you're if you're unfamiliar, if you're listening, and you're like, "What the hell are you talking about, John?" I want you to think about <laughs> when you when you when you when you drank your first IPA, and you're like, "What is that bitter, yeah. awful, soapy like?" <laughs> replace that part of the beer that you remember from a beer that you didn't like with cracker, like literally go into like saltines in your mind and then make a beer out of them. Uh, which that's probably not a a raging endorsement to go out and drink this beer, (laughs) but, but I find it pleasing, easy to drink. And it's not, it's not, even sitting adjacent to an Oktoberfest in my head, but it brings that kind of like, there's like a warm, heavy comfort to this lager that is, that I like about an Oktoberfest that I sometimes miss when I drink a really light lager and it's just like bubbly water. You're right. That's a great point. Actually, I grabbed that on my second or third sip, whatever it was. Um, Yeah, there's, it's got a nice body to it. It's, it's, and it's, it is an American lager. So not an American light lager. It's, you know, by that definition saying it's got a bit more body, but it does even more than a lot of other American lagers that I've had have just a little bit more going on. Right. Right. Um, Could see it being closer to like, right. A German style Hellas, which is a hop skipping away from an Oktoberfest. There's definitely some similarities to be drawn there and but yeah the kind of the cracker takes a show i got a little bit of grass in the whatever my most recent sip was but again it's it's all it's they're just notes it's just like so crisp and smooth and as we've said many times on this podcast it's really hard to do to make a beer that hides behind nothing is you know probably two or three maybe maybe probably two or three malts in here maybe one or two hops a really simple clean yeast and it's just like this is it this is everything and uh, that we got and that's and this is what it should be and that's kind of the whole i think theory behind this this range of beers that they have done so if you're on youtube and you're looking at the can it's just a white can that says beer flavored beer in big black letters and divine barrel has i think it's kind of an unofficial series but a ton of beers that look like this and it's it's funny where we've got, again, everything comes full circle. We've gotten to the point where a white beer label with just black letters jumps off the shelf. That's how right. crazy beer labels have become. But that was only a matter of time. So kudos to them for picking that out. But so this is one of them. They also do one called Oatmeal Stout. So Oatmeal Stout. They have another one called American Lager that is a, a light lager. They have one called Kolsch. That's a Kolsch, Italian Pilsner. That's Italian Pilsner and so on. So they're kind of grabbing a lot of these really classic beer styles and instead of throwing a crazy name on it or goofy reference to a 90s cartoon they're just saying this is an oatmeal stout when you this is what you should think of when you think of oatmeal stouts they're kind of just paying homage to these these really cool styles while sometimes having a little fun with the name um which they did with this guy so i've had the kolsch one the czech pills uh, a couple others they've done and they've all been great. So this, for me, it's so much fun. They're doing this and just kind of speaks to their talent of right. Being able to like do these crazy Berliners and fruited beers that John's way more familiar with that side of their portfolio than I am, but also be like, here's just a lager and make that in the same brewery. It's uh, it's, 
impressive. So definitely check out Divine Barrel if you guys haven't yet find it. Everything they do is just it's surprising in different ways, which is 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 rare to see. Yeah, couldn't have said it better myself. That was the the fruited Berliners and sours that I've had from Divine Barrel are like magic in a can. It's amazing <laughs> that they're able to produce those flavors, like like sweet cherry lemonade things and stuff. Yeah. That yeah, they I'm a sucker for them. I'm not afraid to admit it. But then to be able to crank out a lager like this, which is probably closer to magic, like you said, Harrison, there's right. not a lot you can hide behind. There's not a lot of home brewers making a lager while it's kind of cold and there's some other things that are involved in it. But this is like, yeah. this is showing up right here. We made a lager too. Yeah. If you want to knock us right. for all the fruited sours, we can also crush lagers and, yep. and make them beautiful and simple. Right. Exactly right. It's it's the guy who shows up to the trick shot contest, the basketball court, and everyone's doing flips and loop-to-loops, and he just stands at half court and throws it over his head and gets it in. And the crowd goes, that's what makes the crowd go crazy, and he just walks away. That's it. Catches a bus, goes home. It's that guy. Just mail me the check, and he's out the door. That's what this is. This is, uh, right, it's, it's kind of just the fadeaway over-the-back half-court shot, if that's a thing. But... Speaking yeah, of really things, popular, yeah, really popular in nowhere. Um, but speaking of things that are popular, this badge, this badge is this is pretty right. So what do you know? Tell me, John. Tell me all about it. What's what do we know about hopped down in the world of IPAs? Is this badge been shunned, or are we going to be happily surprised? Yeah, I think this badge just almost comes with using Untapped, yeah. whether you want to or not. Although I'm still trying to process a world where someone's first beer is an IPA or New <laughs> England or a fruited Berliner. Like if I would have borrowed that from my dad, I'd have been <laughs> in love with beer from an right. earlier age. Yeah, um, <laughs> <laughs> that's it. But this this badge. So again. All you have to do is just check into a beer that has an IBU rating on untapped and it has to be 20 or less. So not very difficult. The badge, therefore, now has been unlocked over one and a half million times. Wow. So Great. there's probably there, definitely there's people that are only drinking Guinness and it, uh, that's that's a that's a real story. They're only <laughs> drinking Guinness a thousand times every year, and they haven't unlocked this badge because it's only one beer. You may right. only drink West Coast, um, and you're never getting below that threshold. So it's possible that you haven't earned it, but one and a half million times. And some of the leaders in the beers that people use to unlock this badge for yeah. the first time. Right. A lot, any beer will help you level it up as long as it's different. But we're talking about essentially someone's fifth beer on untapped that was 20 IBUs or less. And Harrison already knows Corona's on this list because they're this. on almost every list. Corona is like, is, I don't know, it's like, I don't, Tesla's version of free electricity. Like, I feel like they just give you <laughs> Corona when you buy a house now. Here's right. a fridge full of it. Seven. Great marketing. A lot of people yeah. drink Corona. Uh, Heineken, number one on the list, though, also popular, accessible beer. I, I envision this like you're new on Untapped, you're drinking through a couple of beers. Yep. Corona's at the party, Heineken's at the party, yep. and then you'll see a uh, triple uh, Carmelite. We talked nice. about um, a couple of times on the podcast. That's a 
it's a kind of a big beer for someone's yeah. early foray. Um, surprise, yeah. You're right. having fun. Your first triple. That's a good time. Yeah. <laughs> Coming back to America, <laughs> Blue Moon. Um, it, Blue Moon had its heyday and still does well. Uh, Budweiser, Bud Heavy, ah, helps a lot of people heavy. unlock this beer. Who Garden, ah, one of my first heavy. craft beers that I loved, or I guess maybe not craft beer, but one of my first non-macro beers that I fell in love go. with and Franz Esconner. Uh, so we get a little bit of a little bit of foreign beers, but uh, when I'm reading through the list, like Blue Moon, Bud Heavy, Who Garden, uh, Leffy Blonde, yeah. Heineken, Corona, these are like the beers that I remember getting into beer, right? We've moved yep. somewhat away from how many Bud Lights can I drink <laughs> while playing this game that's sort of like ping pong. Correct. And now we're getting into like, ooh, that sounds weird. Let me try that. And people are starting to get to these unlocks with those beers. So any of those jump out at you, Harrison? Great call. No, I think you said it best, right? Is it Francis Connor, Hogarden, Lachouf, Blue Moon? Like those are all, right, beers where you're at the you know, your local establishment and you want something that's not the light beer you've had for four years every night and people are ordering these things that you know. And so you pick one, you check it out, you check it in. And uh, I mean, yeah, that's, I feel like, right, I hope that's still a lot of people's experience to kind of go to a, a bar that has a lot of taps and say, I'll try this guy. What's happening over here? That's got a funny gnome on the tap handle. Give me one of those. Yeah. A lot um, of good bartenders, right. except for the ones handing out triple caramelite. Right. Without any warning. They're in bed with the oh. Uber drivers. Something bad is <laughs> happening there. That's right. Oh, man. After this, you should try to eat our mega burger. It's $70 <laughs> if you don't finish it in 30 minutes, or it's free if you do. Have another caramelite and let me know when you want to start. Um, yeah, exactly. You're right. That beer can sneak up on you. And then, I mean, that's a really popular beer too. It's funny. It's probably the most checked in triple on untapped. And yeah, I um, think so. Yeah. And that's, and that's uh, one that I remember. It's funny. That was like a, an accessible triple that drink doing my early days of drinking in Philadelphia was like everywhere. And you could almost at any bar assume they'd have triple caramelite. And that was for a short period because it's a 9% beer. You know, something that I would be like, I don't know what you get. Give me a triple caramelite. I'll start the night with that. Yeah, so that, start it nice, and end it. Right. I have a nice history that it starts there, then goes to mussels and fries, and then I'm and and it's all all. Uh, Ooh, this sounds like a good that. night, though. But, you know. Anyway, but speaking of down, hop down the badge. How are yep. we doing, John? Talk to me about this. You're a lover of lagers and all all kinds of beer, but I would hope or imagine you're doing pretty well. Where are we at? I'm I'm at a I'm at a perfect place for me as a Libra. I'm level fifty on this badge, <laughs> so I'm I'm dead set in the middle. I'm almost there afraid to go. tip the scale. Uh, on hopped up, I checked on the counterpoint of this badge. On hopped up, I'm level fifty four. So balanced. The last one that helped me unlock a new level was the Kolsch we drank on the podcast from uh, Fru. Yes. That was great. Uh, this beer is going to get me really close to level 51. I wonder, I want to kind of challenge myself to see if I can get both of these to level 55. And I'm, I'm going to be drinking a lot of low IBU beers, but it seems like a fun challenge, right? It's yeah. part of what Untapped helps me make drinking differently as I'm going through the grocery store looking for non-bitter beers. That's fine. Um, yeah. So 50 on this badge, Harrison. How are you doing? 
Not, well, I'm doing okay. Nothing to sneeze at. I'm at level 28. So okay. not level one or two or 10. I'm, I'm moving along. Um, hopped up though, level 41. So not nearly as balanced as, as <laughs> you. Like my astrological sign, the Cancer, I'm claws out and and ready to hops, party or something. Yeah, hops, claws hops, out, hops down. Hops down, that's it. Well, hop, it hopped up. Yeah. Nah. Damn. It's okay. It's all, I'll read it next week and it'll make sense then. Um, but for tonight, yeah, 28 level, hop down, hopped up, 41. Inner two from Burial, which we have in the podcast, was my Great. most recent check-in to help me along the hop down journey. And my first check-in that uh, helped contribute to this badge was Southern Pecan, a brown ale from Lazy Magnolia. So one of Bravo. Also, like, the, the first beers I ever had on tap. It was probably my one of my first 10 check-ins. So this journey started for me early on and not making excuses, but right. It's all about does the brewery put the IBUs or are the IBUs for the beer in untapped? And, you know, does it matter how many, you know, light lagers you drink that say no NA, you know, no IBUs listed. Um, Cause it's not going to help you contribute to this badge at all. So something to keep in mind there, if you are trying to level this thing up to make sure it's got the IBUs in there. Otherwise it just, uh, it just will not work. Speaking of things that won't work or maybe shouldn't work, but could work. John, no, no. I, yeah. I, got, I have a question I for don't, you. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought you were about to give me a performance yeah. review. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> It's an intervention. I've been hired by your employer to <laughs> find out what are you doing with all the internet hours you spend and these sites. But um, that's a different call. It'll be more private. We'll share it online <laughs> afterwards as long as the crying isn't too annoying. But today, I'm going to have a little fun and ask you a would you rather, which we're really getting back into. I've been having a blast doing it, and I'm excited to see what you have to say about today's query because it's, it's kind of a weird one um but maybe you've experienced this partially uh more on that in a moment so what's the question so would you rather have every lager you drink get more bitter as you drink it so somehow in some willy wonka style fashion your lager starts out at 20 ibus ends at 50 something like that doesn't need to be crazy. Or every West Coast IPA you drink get less bitter as Ooh. you drink it. So it kind of right starts out as an IPA and then maybe ends as like a barley wine or some weird something. Something else. dogfish had made. Yeah, exactly. Right, something fermented with grapes that came out of a tomb of an emperor. Um, <laughs> that yeah. So that's it. Lagers more bitter or West Coast less bitter as you're drinking the beer. Um, what say you, so what's, what's the preferred experience off the top of your head? Well, I, I'm, I'm in a, a place, everything's cyclical and I'm in a place right now where bitter is appreciated. Um, and I, yes. so you go to a West coast IPA, one of, I think the beer built on highlighting bitter and, I think I live in a world that's close to this because you start, you know, you start with something that's got a really big bite, one sip in. And then when the beer is halfway done, your palate's kind of adjusted to that yes. a little bit. Right. So it starts that you perceive it as being less bitter. 
And, and that's kind of like, I view that every time that happens, I'm like, yeah, I, I conquered this beer. I've it. adopted <laughs> to its bitterness. Uh, right. I'm ready to handle it now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you scared me right. in the beginning, but now right. we're friends. Right. right. But um, now I wear your bear head as a cape and I am king of the bears. Exactly. <laughs> yep. I hear you. <laughs> um, and I, lo- I, I view that as uh, it's, it's, it's like part of drinking a, a West Coast IPA. Like, can I get like one of those like Napa Valley beers? It's like oh, 140 yeah. IBUs. Right. It's just like, right. you're not going to taste anything tonight. Yeah, it's like a challenge. It's like eating a spicy pepper. Right. Exactly. Um, but <laughs> I don't know much about drinking a lager that gets more bitter as I consume it. And uh, because I don't know anything about it, mm. it's it's where it's where I it's that's the place I want to go. I want to go mm. to that world where I start with a lager like this is 20 IBUs It's on the cusp. It's not really bitter whatsoever. Right. And as I go, I think it would be amazing to have, it's like a reverse West Coast uh, right. IPA. If there's any really scientifically talented brewers, I think we might be on to something here. Oh, if you're man. listening, um, I don't know right. how that happens. You have to probably add a magic ingredient or a potion yep. of some sort, make a yep. deal with a witch perhaps, but <laughs> it, it may be worth it if you have the lager that gets more bitter as you consume. Love right some dry hops lagers I've been having lately. Honestly, I'm really excited about that. I would, I would welcome the chance to drink a 20 IBU lager that finished at 50 or even 70. I think that'd be really cool. I don't know what I would do after that. Would would you drink another? And then you're now you're at 150. (laughs) Who knows? Um, but the the lager sounds, uh, that's great. Great question, Harrison. Now I'm not going to stop thinking about, Loggers that get more bitter, and I'm right. gonna be sad every time they don't. Some kind of time release hop mechanism. I don't know how you Ooh. would do it, but right, it it reminds me almost of those those popsicles where the top is red and then it's green and then it's blue. It all tastes the same, but in your brain, you're like, ah, oh, finally at the green part. I've been waiting for this to taste green. It's just um, sugar water. No, it's not. You don't understand, no, Mom. No. You don't understand. The green's right. the best part. Right. The green dye tastes different. The different chemicals make the green. Um, but uh, so, yeah, I, I'm with you. I mean, it's West Coast getting less bitter. You're right. It kind of happens as you drink them. Great point. I mean, you're obviously, you're hopefully your palate's adjusting a bit. But it would be kind of a bummer if it, or it kind of started like a fresh IPA and basically ended like a like an old IPA almost. Yeah. Like the bitterness kind of walked away in a, as you were in a five-minute span or whatever you, how long you should take to drink a, a beer. Um, way more interesting to get it more bitter as you drink uh, from the lager side. You're right, though. Where do you go next? Probably brown ales for me, but... Um, but I don't know. That's... Yeah. Calling all brewers. Use some science and magic. Is that the next Mainly thing? Magic. Right. Beers that change as you drink them, much like Pop Secret back in the day, which for a short period of time used to be, you didn't know what color your popcorn was going to be. That was the secret. You popped it. Was it pink? Was it purple? Was it green? Didn't matter what color it was going in as. You know what color it was coming out as. It's going to be a scary day the next morning before work. I would have uh, loved to sat in on that marketing God, meeting. Guys, right, exactly. I have a great I idea. It. I got it. Right. It's going to save for, us. Right. For nine months. And then that was it. We got people run to the hospital the next day because they didn't know what was wrong with them. 
Um, nothing. But anyway, that's how Pop Secret, I think, started. I, I remember those as a kid being like, ah, oh, blue popcorn. My parents being like, this is never happening again. Um, this is your teeth are stained, paint all over the walls. Um, that was not anything to do with the popcorn either. That right, was just exactly. finger Perfect paint cover. night. Um, (laughs) great question Harrison thanks for asking thanks for making me want to live in an imaginary world thanks for inspiring all the brewers to make a brand new beer and speaking of brewers and beer here's a forced transition or segue but brewers and beer usually I think of going out to a place that I want to drink at as what's what's the what's our featured verified venue highlight of the week here where are we going we're going not too far away from where we are right now to Burlington, North Carolina. So not Vermont, um, although this one is kind of on the way to our mountains, but um, to a place called the Mini Dingo, uh, which is a beer bar in historic downtown Burlington, NC, kind of near like Greensboro and uh, Raleigh area, if you're familiar but this is a really cool, it's it's kind of this this business model you see a lot where it's a beer bar, but it's also like a, a really uh, like fully thought out bottle shop. Like it's not an afterthought. This is sure, grab your four pack, but also for a pint, maybe do both, bring your friends, all that stuff. Um, and in a really cool town, again, right in the downtown center of it, um, of Burlington itself. And from the folks at Mini Dingo, they say that you know, they're, if you come visit them, you'll find a carefully curated selection of beer, wine, and cider, presented a clean and comfortable and welcoming environment. The space is diverse with our main bar and pub table seating. They have a really large patio, which John's going to talk about in a moment, and actually a like a speakeasy basement, which you can rent out for parties oh, cool. or whatever you like, but it's very cool. It's got a bunch of vintage furniture down there. It's the whole speakeasy vibe, so... It's a lot of stuff happening once outside, bar, to go, speakeasy. We've got 16 taps. They have more than 200 plus uh, different beers. They do like uh, half price flight nights on Wednesdays. Lots of, of really cool things happening there. So head for a pint, grab some beer to go home afterwards. We saw them pop up again and again, looking at Divine Barrels, Page, and Untap as a place that we always had some of their cans or some of Divine Barrels beer on tap. So Wanted to learn more about them, and right away was like, "Well, this is our verified venue of the week." It was, it's a, it's got a cool vibe, in a cool town, doing things their own way, and not just beer related stuff. They also are kind of part of a larger, like really cool art installation that's happening downtown um, in Burlington, right, John? Yeah, it it that definitely struck my in. You see it in some of the untapped check in photos, right? You can Google it. You can go there and visit them as well if you want to stop by historic Burlington, North Carolina. Um, it seems like every town has a historic downtown right. or the same person in charge of their marketing. Yes. But this is one of those things that I know, <laughs> like my wife Ashley would show me and I'd be like, oh, that's cool. We should go check this out. So on their front patio, yeah. the heart of downtown is there and not quite like like. In fact, literally, the right. heart of downtown is this gigantic 400-pound galvanized steel sculpture, yeah. the heart of downtown. They unveiled it on Valentine's Day, I think two years ago, depending on right. how you measure time. 
Um, <laughs> and it was, it was like this big ceremony in Burlington, which is cool. Like I missed this quaint small town vibe on the yeah. day that Burlington was, va- was founded. They unveiled this heart of downtown sculpture It's designed by Beechwood Metalworks. Uh, it was a local fabricator and yeah. is, it's built to be this like interactive community monument, which is, come on, interactive is digital, right? No, right. not in Burlington. No, right. uh, they literally said, we invite you, the citizens of Burlington, to express your love for the city, for yourself and for others. And the goal is you come and you put a padlock on all these arches and you can kind of like put a statement on your padlock. So if there's anything you want to write or put on the padlock, that's kind of part of how you add to the lore of the sculpture and the love of your city. So here's a challenge to you, Harrison. We're standing here on the front patio of the mini dingo. You've got a padlock in your hand. You're about to snap it shut on this Hearts of Downtown Monument. What do you write on the back of your padlock before you before you close it up on there? Beer. Yeah. Well, or, <laughs> well, family and the kids' names, first grade teacher. Yeah. I mean, all that <laughs> on the front, and then probably beer on the back. Um, yeah, that's it. That's me on on a padlock. Not a lot of room there, so I guess I'll keep it with the the really the high level stuff. Um, speaking of things that you love, John, what was your Mm. best beer of the week last week tell me about it tell the people well it tasted like a trip to ihop it, um, <laughs> a lot of knife like, fights and it, betrayal no sorry <laughs> it tasted IHOP. better than a trip to ihop <laughs> i should have phrased it um, it's from a brewery called vitamin c a lot of puns to be had there in this case the brewery spells it like the sea that is full yes. of water correct so vitamin c's brewing's this was part of their sour pipe series and it was called blueberry pancake and I can't shake it out of my head. Like it wasn't just a blueberry sweet beer. It wasn't just a blueberry maple beer. There was, there was pancake in that beer, like better than if you get up early on Saturday and make your own blueberry pancakes. It was, it was ridiculous. I'm jealous of anyone that lives near, I would pronounce it as Weymouth Mass. I'm mm. sure if I lived in Massachusetts, I'd probably <laughs> say it's like Weymouth or Wamouth sure. or Wowmouth or something. Yeah. But if you live if you live in Massachusetts, it's a small <laughs> state. If you live in Massachusetts, look for vitamin C. Um, and please, if you're interested in pancakes for beer, that was exceptional. That was amazing. Wow. Um, they're not distributed down here in North Carolina. If you're listening and you're local, sorry. Um, but yeah. you know, keep friend, keep your Massachusetts friends close, exactly, and drink your pancakes. What about you, Harrison? Pancakes, coffee, biscuits, <sighs> brownies, tea, uh, lagers. I, I wish, I wish all the now. I that's what I all I want. I'm gonna go make pancakes after this, which will awaken the house in a fit of anger, but then maybe happiness because they realize pancakes are happening. True. That's, I'll experience that horrible thing myself and not subject anyone here to it, but. Um, beer wise, I had a, a really something pretty cool. It's called Temporal Purgatory from 18th Street Brewery, which is new to North Carolina, but I'd heard about them before. And this is the opposite of your amazing blueberry pancake beer. This is a pretty classic, very bitter pale ale. It actually um, boasts tons of Chinook and Mosaic hops, which, if you've heard us talk about it, and Chinook's got like is a real is an alpha hop. It's to use as a bittering hop. 
Mosaic kind of used as like a finishing hop a lot of the time, but has good alpha acids to it as well. So a lot it can part a lot of bitterness. You don't see that combo a lot. Chinook's kind of like yeah. classic old school hop. Mosaic's kind of like one of the newer school hops, kind of right in the middle of, of like the new stuff we're seeing from Australia, New Zealand, and like the old school seas. The Chinooks, the Cascades, the Centennials, the Columbus. So old school, new school together. Rarely see these two specifically. I can't think of another beer that features both and just those two. And they're great. It's a big, bitter punch. It was a real pale ale. It was not like a hazy pale ale. It was like a nice kind of copper-looking pale ale. Um, but it was it was, it was was really fantastic. Um, and just, again, reminded me. I'm always struck by those. When you, you, really, you get one, you sit down with a pale ale, and it tastes like a beer you had 10 years ago, and you thought, yes. you know, right? Like, maybe those beers are gone. Maybe they're never going to come back. Maybe nobody cares about it anymore. Somebody makes them. And then I sat down to this and really enjoyed it. So certainly not crazy, but it was a welcome escape and a little bit of a, a temporal purgatory. No, but a temporal time travel. Uh, anyway, that's not important, um, but definitely enjoyed it. And we'll look for more stuff from 18th Street as uh, I think they're going to be bringing more North Carolina. So I'll have to see what they have next because I was impressed with um, with the first, uh, first break I had from them. I think I've had 18th Street once okay. on on a on a friendly legal tray share mm, legal sure. b- bottle share. Yep. Uh with Brian McCaskey. I think he introduced uh, me to them a while ago. It's cool they're down right. here. I know, Man. yeah, brand new. So NC getting a lot of a lot of amazing stuff right now. Great time to be alive. We're trying our best folks drink through it all. We're working on it. We hear your cries. A lot of science. A lot of right. science. We have your support. A lot of science. Lab never closes, as they say. Nobody says that. Yeah, they could. And if they did, they would be talking. Uh, never mind. I don't know where I'm going with that. Um, that's how I know the show's over. It's been uh, a hoot. I think it's been a, a it's been a great show. Um, remember that <laughs> I have unlocked more hops down badges than Harrison, but also remember or issue yes. us a challenge. I'm still looking for a way to convince Harrison that he needs to come on YouTube and do a whole show in a mullet. Maybe that'd be a good one for like the, um, what's the badge where you have to drink a bunch of American macro beers, uh, the all American badge. Uh, yeah. yeah. Be perfect. We watch Joe dirt sit out by a, a pool. Joe dirt. Is he an action hero? I'll, I'll introduce you to him. I'll okay. introduce you to him. Yeah. <laughs> really loves his family. Uh, <laughs> what about uh, enough recapping and potentially getting myself into trouble? Harrison, what's coming up next week? Yes, next week we're going to have some special guests from Bale Breaker Brewing Company. We're going to enjoy their Bubba's Brew, which is a very important beer for all of craft beer, and talk to you guys about how just by drinking beer you can help fight end and help and fight and end ALS, which is also known as Lou Gehrig's disease. So the folks at Bale Breaker, they kind of started this amazing Ales for ALS mission. Maybe you've seen it online, untapped. There's a lot of badges for it to help support this amazing cause so it's gonna be really cool to sit down with the people who started ales for als learn more about what exactly it is what they're doing how you can help but uh you won't want to miss it it's really cool how far we've come and how many breweries and beer fans are 
supporting this. You may not even know you've been doing it already. It's by drinking the beer you're drinking. So it'll be cool to learn something new, hopefully. Talk to some great people about a beer they're making so we can really nerd out and, and talk about what is in this thing and why it tastes the way it does. And then also talk more about the ales for ALS mission. So check back next week. That'll be a blast. That's really cool. I'm excited to have them on the show and have someone else describe a beer that isn't me or you. Um, but I, I like doing it. I'm just curious to see if someone else <laughs> is going to uh, say there's a lot going on. Or, <laughs> or wow. Or mouthfeel. Right. Crackery. Crackery. Uh, yeah. All those are good things. Um, we look forward to seeing you next week. Until then. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Just a little bit. Every time. Always. It's perfect timing. Just enough left to say goodbye. Goodbye.